Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Joplin and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bants. Can, can I just say, can I just say, uh, I, it's Monday. It is. You, you're cutting out slightly and it's not been a good day. Oh dear, what's been going on, mate? It's, first of all, it's Monday. I know you love a Monday, as much as the Tuesday and, and a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm not not massive fan of, of Mondays or Tuesdays. Wednesdays aren't my favourite. Thursdays and Fridays I've got some problems with, and Saturday, yeah. Um, but at least I get to chill on Sunday. Monday, took it for a drink on Tuesday. Anyway. Um, yeah, Craig, Craig David is in the house. house. So yeah, so it's Monday, and I'm not very happy. Give me a reason. What's happening? Well, it's Monday, and is uh, it just because today is that is that all it is? Well, it wasn't a lovely weekend. I, I don't want to go into it, but it, we had a pretty pretty shit weekend in our household. Oh dear. Um, no one's fault, just how it went, and mm. um, then. I started having a mild cough yesterday evening, which didn't really bother me, except that it really bothered me. Um, And then uh, I woke up this morning feeling a bit crap from it. So if I start coughing halfway through this podcast, now you know why. Um, And then what else happened? I don't know. I woke up with a bad neck as well this morning. I didn't actually, that's not true. I didn't wake up with a bad neck. I woke up totally fine. I went into the... uh, uh, I went into the shower, and um, I went into the shower, I was fine. When I came out of the shower, I had a bad neck. So, dangerous things, those showers. Um, and, yeah, then um, I took my daughter to school, which I really enjoyed doing, except that the school had changed the way the drop-off works. I won't go into the details as to why. Suffice to say, it takes about three minutes longer to do the total drop-off, but that means that I miss the train that I'm aiming for, which I used to get, but only by running for it. Um, so now I missed the train, so I didn't turn up to work till about 9.40, instead of turning up at quarter past nine. Um, so overall, it wasn't the best start to the week. That won't put you in a good mood for the day. I was in a bad mood at 9.40. By about 9.50, I was fine. Oh, wow. Ten-minute reset. That's pretty cool, though. So, um, anyway, how are you, Mr. Jobling? Yeah, I'm okay. I think uh, weekend was not too bad. What did we do? We went to see the Lego movie yesterday, the new one. Ooh, what's that like? That was quite enjoyable. Not nowhere near as good as the first one. Um, And I'd say it was better than the Batman movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, was, it was just enjoyable. Was, there's a lot of silly references in there that you uh, you could appreciate as an adult. Um, I'll just say one word or two words: Bruce Willis. Um, and when you get to see it, you'll appreciate what I'm on about. Um, so that was. Well, I saw fun. the uh, I, I saw the Lego Movie too. Um, yeah, I fell I fell asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it that bad? No, it's just I was that tired. To be fair, at the start of it, I was ready to fall asleep as well, but that was nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> I was just tired. Um, I think my wife may have fell asleep at one point. She wasn't as impressed, but the kids loved it, which is the main reason we do it. Yeah, of course. You, so do, you, you do it for your numbers. children. 
Exactly. But you, you're selfish to try and find the things that you want to watch as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, what else has been going on? Last week was a bit of a mixed bag, I think. Um, we, had a, we had a team lever. And then he's a good guy. We're going to miss him. So that was a bit of a sad day that he left. Um, but it sounds like they had a good laugh on Friday night. Everyone came back from previous, even previous people have came back to see him off. Proves how uh, much of an impression he made. Um, yeah, and then the weather's picking up. It's actually quite bright, which is nice, better than it was last week. So that always puts me in a better mood. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, family haven't been very well though, so. Just, oh. just throw that one in there. Again. Again. I, I think we all need a holiday. I think we need a good dose of healthy vitamin D um, and time out. I need a good healthy dose of vitamin G. Tell me what vitamin G stands for. Gin. <laughs> I concur. Dr. Joblings recommends... Five yeah, I mean, doses of gin a you're day. Spo- you're supposed to drink, what, half a litre a day? Something like that? Um, no, I think it's two litres. Oh, is it two litres? Okay, well, Two litres. Obviously, couldn't see straight. Ideally of water, but, you know, it, it's like water. It's ether. It's, it, it's sort of 40% water, 50% water. <laughs> they didn't say that uh, can't be distilled. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. I think we should. So I'm a little bit concerned about how this podcast is going. Oh dear, why? Because when we relaunched into our new format about eight episodes ago or something, which I really enjoyed, I think we've got a format that I'm really happy with. I don't know if the listeners are. Please let us know. But I'm happy. With it. We said this would be a 20 minute podcast. That's what okay. we said. That's what we said. Now last week's episode was. 40 minutes? I want to say 40 minutes. I'm just going to yeah, go about 40 minutes. Yeah. And I think the episode before was, let's have a look. Um, it tells me, I'm, I'm looking at the file and it tells me the size, but it doesn't tell me the duration. Uh, it's 44 minutes. Okay. No, that's, sorry. The, that's the, most, the most recent. Minutes. Then it was 38 and then uh, if if I go back to, to let's say episode thirteen, I've got just the hand thirty two. Episode twelve was thirty one minutes, and episode eleven uh, was uh, thirty seven minutes and forty eight seconds. So we're not quite sticking to our twenty minutes. No, I mean we should probably try harder, but at least we're not on a broadcast schedule. It's not like they're they're cutting us off halfway through. So, good night from Verbal Diary. No night. <laughs> but I, I guess what I'm saying is that, um, shall we move on? Let's move on, sir. Let's do it. Verbal Diary with Cy and James. Right then, article of the week. I can't even say that properly. Article of the week is my turn this week. And actually, I found this thing uh, yesterday, I think it was. Um, the headline caught my attention. It was through a newsletter I get from Trello. Um, and it's on their blog. The headline is, Four Reasons Your Remote Team Needs Extra Empathy at Work. Now, it was published probably about three weeks ago, maybe a bit more than that. 
Um, the author is Lauren Moon. I've sent you the link already, I think. Do you want me to send it just mm-hmm. again, just in case? No, no, I've literally got the article of the Excellent. week open this week, right now, You're in, ready. My, uh, in my this browser of webs. Now, the, the topic of this one is around remote teams needing extra empathy at work. I just wanted to sort of touch on the idea of the remote parts and more focus on the empathy parts. Um, this is something that I am quite keen on at the moment. Um, as a line manager of people, um, it's something I do find very valuable, very important. Now, let's just clear up what empathy is, how they define empathy here. So they define it as empathy is described as not just understanding another person's perspective, but truly putting yourself in their shoes and feeling those emotions alongside that person. Um, It's not easy. It's not a natural thing that comes to some people, Um, but it's something that can be nurtured, I think. Um, And as someone who works with engineers who have challenges, I think, in this area sometimes, sweeping generalization but I'm, i'd love you to contest that um it's something that you can definitely tap into and some of the topics that they touch on here is quite useful um so yeah i, I mean the, the general consensus consensus of this is the fact that you there's some tips on how to make sure that empathy is in people's awareness um some of the little tricks you can do to make sure they are thinking about it. So, for example, you know, this one's about remote working. If you're based across the states, you're going to have different weather, for example, as a situation. And do people re- re- appreciate the fact that, you know, you can have a seasonal affective disorder from like depression almost when it comes to the times of the year? Um, don't spend too much time focus on the energy just keep the mood light maybe a bit of jest about weather um as we do um lifestyles about commuting childcare, chronic illnesses political as well be very careful around how you people sit in a political landscape um yeah i just think it's a topic that's worth bringing up have you got any thoughts on this yeah so I think it's a really interesting article. Um, so, um, do you have it? Do you have remote workers in your team? Not permanently, no. But yeah. we do have the occasional remote worker. Yeah, that's not what I quite. I kind of meant someone who's got, you know, who, who is not physically, geographically, yeah, uh, uh, um, you know, close to the office. Um, so. I think I think the empathy piece is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think what, where, where this article really got me thinking was um, actually that by saying that um, a remote team needs more empathy than a local team. Is is a local team the antonym to remote team? What sorry? The antonym, the opposite. How would you describe a team that's not a remote team? They're co-located, I'd have thought. Co- co-located, thank you. It's not, it's not local. Um, it's <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yes, one nil. I, I need a bit more empathy, please. Um, so, I know, you're not feeling very well. 
<laughs> no, just in general. Um, so I, I, uh, I thought that was really interesting. It's like, well, you actually need more empathy when you're remote than co-located. And I, and I think there's a, there's a truth in that. But I, I'm feeling, and there's, oh, uh, where is it? I'm feeling something that um, is in this article. I'm trying to look for the right phrase. It was, it was in here, and I thought it was a great phrase. I think it was in here. Maybe it was something else I was reading today. Um, where you get, um, let me let me see if I can search for it. Here we go. I, I'm feeling a little bit of compassion fatigue. Yep. And that's in this article. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't know if I'm really feeling compassion fatigue, but at the same time as I accept that. Perhaps there are some things for remote workers that are different and more challenging in ways that are uh, well, different to co-located uh, teams. I think that, especially if you choose to work in that way, mm. you're taking on responsibility for dealing with some of these things. And whilst I would always offer a level of empathy to anyone who is working with or, or, or perhaps for me, um, if you're saying, right, I'm going to work from a different geographic location or whatever, I'm I'm taking on some of the responsibility for the dealing with those challenges. So, in fact, I had a conversation today with someone who does work remotely, properly remotely, um, a couple at least some of the time, quite you know, a good chunk of the time. And and she doesn't complain that the tech isn't perfect. She doesn't. She just gets on with it. And that's that's I think the right attitude that she you know she she wants the flexibility. She gets the flexibility and deals with some of the problems that comes along with that. It's not my responsibility to fix all of these things and to think about all of these different things. I think you have to take some of that responsibility for yourself. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we've I've, as as a line manager that's sort of responsible for people in all, as well, I'm trying to tune in to a lot of the things they won't tell me. You know, it's difficult, especially when, you, when you're working with <laughs> men classically don't talk about their problems. It's just a common trait in, in our gender. Um, and even when I have a one-to-one, I can have, I'll be speaking to an engineer and saying, you're all right, you're fine. But I can read them. They're not. So, but then I've got to be very careful that I don't take on all this burden and extra weight to, to an extent that could potentially, burn, you know, burn me out. Um, when you're looking after 10 people, maybe more than that, taking on all their personal challenges is going to affect you as well. And I've, I've even had a discussion with my wife lately. She's she's um, had a lot of challenges with her staff. Um, and she'll come home and tell me about all their, all their problems they have at home. And I can see it's draining her. So I have to remind her, say, do you really need to worry about all their problems or do you just need to be aware of them? You know, it's not something you need to, you don't need to take it on. You just need to be savvy to it. And it's, it's having that discipline to let go is, is very difficult, I think, as well. Especially with people that have got that highly emotional and people that aren't. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that's a good, good call out there. I like that point down there. I think, it's, I mean, the topic just caught my attention. Like it's something that's not really talked about a lot, but we do have a lot of um, opportunities where we work to discuss this stuff. Um, there's even, emotional intelligence coaching sessions um regularly i think every few weeks there's opportunities to go and use that with some of the models available um and you know this it's run by a an ex-counselor you know he's, he's a therapist and he, he knows how to talk to people and get the best out of the situation 
it's something that I do find very useful to have as a skill, but also to be a good, better person. You know, I can use that with any situation. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. I, 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 I wonder if they practice what they preach here. Mm. So, yeah, I, I wonder. I'd be interested to know. The, it, it just feels a bit... Do you mean in both, the Trello article? Yeah. It, it feels very positive. Like the environment that, that's being described there is, is, is very positive. But I wonder how far along this journey they really are. Because a lot of this seems also does feel kind of, kind of complex. And it puts a lot of burden on the person trying to offer the compassion. So, I mean, just, just to go back to what you said at the beginning of discussing this article, it says in here, do, there's do's and don'ts. It says in here, do, try mm. to keep the mood light. It's like, really? I have to think in that way? I, I can't just, I, so, so I can't just be myself? Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not feeling comment. light. I'm not yeah. feeling light. Like today, I, I'm, not putting, I'm not putting funny uh, emojis into a, into a chat. Not the mood I'm in. Um, yeah. What I do like then, in, in you know, just just to be balanced. Um, the next do is there's foster a culture of sharing context within your team by allowing folks to bring their whole selves to work. So I, th mm. I think that's really good. You know, if you have a um, uh, a culture in an environment that allows everyone to talk about the challenges they're having in their life, you know, today such as it is um that that feels quite positive to me so i like some of it but I, but but not all of it mm. it's fair no i, I agree because I, I mean as as a, as a, a scrum master in the looser sense that's one of my responsibilities is to make sure that the team are positive and got a, a focus for the day and all that sort of stuff i can't do it every day i generally yeah. do i'd say probably 89 percent of the time i do have that confidence occasionally though they can tell i'm not in the right mood for it um and at least the team are empathetic towards that sometimes they can they can read me they can tell oh actually i'm not going to approach the subject with simon i'll leave him out of it yeah but it, i think it's just fostering that culture just to say you can talk to each other about your home life you can talk to each other to me as your line manager or to each other as your peers about any challenges you're having and we won't use it against you. <laughs> we, we'll do it because we care. So um, it's something I just think most companies are getting better at this now. I don't think, you know, no one's doing it bang on. I think most team leaders and, you know, managers are, you know, aware they should be thinking about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We're both just, we've got, both got the thinking face emoji now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thought provoking article and I, I, I just um, I'd be really interested to know how they're doing like this, this person um, Laura Moon has come up with this article um, I'm just wondering what her role actually is uh, no, shall we, we could even really interesting contact she, her um, she, she's, she, she, her bio says Lauren spends most of her time writing learning to code and curating fun Trello board backgrounds also pizza um, fair enough. But the yeah, I I, I think it's really interesting. I, I, I as I say, I'd be interested to see where they are on this journey. Be interested to know why she's written about this in particular because that mm. that 
doesn't sound like that would be the sort of thing that she would naturally rise about. So I wonder if she's suffered from some of this. I wonder if she is a remote worker herself. Um, Maybe. One of the things that you definitely highlighted to me, though, is the Trello blog, which I didn't know about. You've never seen it? No, no, no. It is quite good, actually. I'll, I'll get um, a regular newsletter from them. I, I'm, not, I'm not a things. big Trello person, though. Well, I was, and I still see the value in it, um, but it's just their mindset. Cause it's all about getting things done, isn't it, and organising that. So, yeah, I, I'm, but I'm not. I'm not a big Trello person. I don't. I'm not. I don't think I don't you know. have to be. I don't think you have to be. Mm. The, the, you can see in the blog the, the categories are so broad. You know, it's all about True. productivity. It's about workflows. About ways of working. It's yeah. There's going to be a lot of links back to Trello, obviously. But I think these sort of articles about four reasons your remote team needs extra empathy at work. Um. Yeah, hermit habits as a remote worker. How to boost your creativity. Occasionally, some good ones come out. I want to um, possibly reach out to Lauren and see if she can comment. Took you a long El time Nunio to think of that on Twitter. Um, she, she's El Nunio. El Nunio on Twitter at El Nunio. Okay, good well, you can tweet at her from Verbal Diary Show with hashtag. Ooh, what we're I use? want to know more about remote working. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might abbreviate sorry, that to sorry, remote that's, working. That's, no, 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 that's rude. It should be the hashtag. Should be I want to know more about remote working, please. At Trello. At Trello. And how you are doing on the journey. Um, End hashtag. <laughs> you see, normally I'm very happy to come up with a number of stupid hashtags, but um, you are. but today I'm I'm just not there. It's it's you've got to have empathy for how you're feeling. Um, Anyway, I think it's a really interesting, thought-provoking article, and hopefully our our listeners will will really enjoy that. Hopefully, yeah. I'm glad you found it useful as well and interesting as well. I found it interesting. I'm not convinced I found it useful, but I've definitely found it interesting, so you're winning. That'll do. One out of two isn't too bad. That'll do, will it? That'll do. (laughs) Right then, next part. So we'll take it over to you. Ah, so it's my picture of the week. It is. Picture of the week. Verbal Diary with Cy and James. So, I'm cheating today. Oh dear. Well, we have rules so when, to break them, right? Well, when we when we came up with this format, um, the idea was with the picture of the week is you pick a picture that you've taken over the last two weeks and talk about it a little bit. And it can be very brief, it can be bigger, it can be smaller, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And I think we've had a couple of decent little pictures of the week. And um, I, I, don't, I haven't taken many good pictures in the last two weeks, but that wouldn't stop me from actually being able to use one. More to the point, I'm cheating because I came across something that made me happy. Ooh. Um, and That's a like hell of an achievement. And it, also, and it also made me wonder if you could guess what this picture is. So it's, a little, it's a little bit of a challenge. Okay. I'm just sending it over to you as we speak. Right, it's it's Wing winging its way waves. to you over the wing waves. Receive. Wow. I'm just trying to process this. This looks fascinating. Resolution's not great, though. No, it's not. I didn't take this picture. 
I could tell. It's not your I mean, camera quality. It's not my camera quality, no, correct. But no, it's, this is this is taking me back. What is that? What are you looking it's, at? So um, it looks like I've got an iMac at the front and a G3 base unit. Um, there's a speaker system at the back. On is it Harnon? Harnon? Not hard on. Harmon Cardon, not a hard on speaker. What what is that? Come on, what 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 is that? What is that picture? But it's just a load of wires and it's, it looks like a basic PC setup for nowadays. Mm. Go on, you, you elaborate. You, you, it's it's quite a large amount of computing gear that you could probably condense into one device by now. Hmm. It's funny you should mm. say that. Because what you're looking at is an iPhone. Is that the same stuff? Wow. That is one of the um, relatively early prototype test beds for an iPhone. Blimey. So when was this taken then? This must be this 2009? Been... No, this is two, 2003, 4 or 5. Okay. Ooh, um, blimey. Okay. So what you're looking at is a... It's not an iMac. That's just a monitor. Okay. Um... And you're looking at a G3 um, uh, base unit, so an Apple desktop. Mac. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a Mac Pro, but a Mac G3. Um, on the left, at the back of the picture, you can actually see something that looks a bit like a phone tethered to it. it looks like um, an iPod potentially. Yeah, yeah. So that's what phones used to be, um, that sort of size. Uh, anyway, yeah. so um, that that that's not a phone. That's just a screen. In there, okay, um, and that appears on the Mac as a second screen, an extended okay. desktop. That's how the early iPhone stuff was being built. At the front of the picture, you can see a telephone handset, uh, an yep. old-fashioned one. That was for making phone calls on the iPhone. Um, intention, yeah. <laughs> which is, if you think about that for a second, that's quite funny. Yeah, they actually they had to have a way to hook up a phone. The speakers are the speakers. Um, and you've got the, the screen, the main screen in this setup was probably running Xcode uh, or yep. some sort of early build of, of some something to, to allow you to put software on the iPhone. Yep. And all of the processing guts are in the G3. Um, and what's, what's quite... Massive, what's the thing in the middle as well, it's like a grey block? Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was wondering about that. Um, I don't know. Hmm. It, it could be, it could be uh, the antennas. So the Ooh, whole setup could be, could um, be a, a mobile signal, like mobile could phone be, signal. But it could also be, I don't know, it could be a, oh, I don't know, what could that be? I, I actually don't know what that is. What's plugged, is there anything plugged into it? Yeah, I reckon that's, that's, the phone looks like it's plugged into it, maybe not. It's hard mm. to know. I'm, I'm not sure what that is. That's fine. Um, and it's amazing to think that only one, two or three, probably more like three years after this picture was taken. Two or three years after this picture was taken, all of that that you see on there was condensed into the original iPhone. Now, now I say that, that. that so, well, it was the original iPhone was probably a bit smaller than that, in fact. But the yeah. um, I hesitated a bit when I said that because what the original iPhone didn't have is it didn't have like high-end stereo speakers with a sub. Uh, sub-base unit, um, a subwoofer or whatever it's called. It didn't have a full physical keyboard, mouse, and everything else. So it wasn't literally that stuff, but it, it was the functions of those things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
And I just love that picture. And it's not a picture that I took, unfortunately. I wish I'd been working there then. Um, (laughs) It's it's a picture I came across on the internet. Um, And I just think it's brilliant. It's like, that's an iPhone. All of that stuff is an iPhone. And there's a lot of wires, a lot of guff in there, but uh, and stuff we can't even recognize. But that's an iPhone. So welcome to your iPhone in a couple of years before it was actually released. And it goes to show just, just how innovative a product was being built and Apple weren't the only ones making phones but just just how much effort you had to go to to make a phone in the early days of smartphones um because it's all of that stuff was needed just to just just to kind of get you on the road and this is Mm. pretty early days so they're running you know early versions of the operating system it's probably pretty pretty primitive pretty early but um yeah i just really enjoyed that it's a great picture and it does remind you we've come a long way. You know, if you say what, do you reckon this was like early noughties then? So probably 2003, four, something like that. Yeah. Mm. So that's 15 years ago. Um, and now look what we have. I mean, we might not have the versatility of some of these, like, like you say, the speaker system's still not great on an iPhone, but at least you have the capability really? of playing audio. Have you not listened I, to an iPhone XS? It's not going to be that good. Uh, I mean, you got a proper subwoofer there. Oh no! Of course, it's not going to be like that. But uh... that's what I mean. You know, that that's the bit for me that I still get pissed off with in iPhones: the audio quality on the speakers. On the speakers, you you need to plug them in to something. Um, but that's because I like music that's got a heavy bass line and high ends, so I can actually hear that stuff. So it's it's my taste. Don't get me wrong, but that's the one thing that really annoys me with the iPhone. But yeah, to see all that spread out, and it was 15 years ago, and it's all coming to a device the same size as that little thing on the left, pretty much. With probably what thousand times the computing power, hundred well, times, two hundred exactly. times, eight, a lot more computing power. Indeed, and I'm a much higher resolution screen. Yeah, and and the chairs in the background haven't changed an inch. Yeah, it's not funny. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? We still got those shit chairs and shit tables. <laughs> I I also really love the idea that. Um, in my head, for some reason, you know, these these huge developments, these these groundbreaking products, um, not just the iPhone, all of them, I think of them being developed in like a clean room at a lab with whitewashed walls and 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 you know high gloss desks and all of that sort of stuff. But actually, that just looks like a shitty conference room. Yep. <laughs> and some hackers just pulled a load of cables out of his drawers and made it's, it work. It's just. <laughs> You have to laugh at it. I mean, I am laughing. I love at it. it. This is how it happens, right? It's that's the innovation. That's normally the that quick hack that goes. We've got an idea. Let's just see if it works, and then we'll make it really fucking cool and powerful and sexy and all that sort of stuff. But no, it all started on that desk in the middle of an Apple <laughs> office. Um, cables thrown everywhere, and they've managed to f- unplug a, a phone from its main <laughs> dialing section. In fact, that looks like it's probably got the base of the phone on there as well. Possibly, um, and the <laughs> shitty chairs, like you said, and it's just, yeah, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot to like in that picture. It's wonderful. Good, good, fine, fella. I'll, I'll let you break the rules today. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm basically going to break the rules whenever I want to. You do anyway, don't you? I, br- I broke the rules last week. I'm breaking the rules this week. Next week, who knows? I think we've found the name of the title as well of the episode: Rule Breaker. Mm, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Break the um, rules. 
I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we need to think of something, though, don't we? Or do we? I don't know. I don't know. What about, why don't we call it, I want to know more about empathy? Could do. Or what about um, uh, shitty conference rooms? Shitty conference rooms. (laughs) It's not not grabbing me. It's not grabbing, yeah. Um, What did we discuss? What did we discuss? We discussed the uh, remote working, empathy, and how I'm cheating. Yeah, a bit of cheating. Um, You made a point about remote working as well. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Well, may, maybe in the listen back, we'll, we'll come up in with In the playback, we'll, we'll find something that works, as we always do. <laughs> That's good, though, mate. I like the picture. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Nice concise. Shall we, um, shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap it. I'm not going to wrap it up. I'll just bring it all together. That's all right. No, I think you should wrap. Yo, yo, yo. This is the end of the show. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually pretty good. I wondered where you were going to go there, and then you actually went somewhere that made almost made sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to do any more. It's just embarrassing when you see two white blokes trying to rap. Oh, <laughs> you're not. You're not going to see. Uh, you're not going to see two white blokes trying to rap. <laughs> you go yeah. for it, side. Go for it. Go on. Come on. Wrap us out. Yeah, I'm going to wrap us out. Wrap, wrap up the socials. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not Eminem. <laughs> wrap up the yeah. socials. Yeah, you can tweet us. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a beat. Lay down a beat, and I might do it. How about how about uh, hashtag? Um, how how about hashtag wrap up the socials? Wrap up the shows, Gerald. I can't say it. Wrap up the. <laughs> I'm cringing internally. This is awful. <laughs> do the up. socials, my friend. Do the socials. As always, you can tweet me at Sai. You can tweet him at Nautils, or you can tweet us together at Verbal Diary Show. You can get hold of us on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, leave some comments, rate us, tell us what you think, send us some ideas to talk about. Just get in touch and let us know you're listening and then hopefully enjoying the show. Are we done? I, th- I think we're done. We're done? Check it. Before you wreck it.